This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Pumpkinhead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the irascible, dastardly, instrumental, incremental, allegiant, detergent-free, hypoallergenic, hyper-toads, battle-toads, delight to be known. Justin Waddell, how's it going? Oh, man. It's all right, I guess. It's a little bit, you know, it's been a little bit complicated. But, you know, I've been, um, I've been, um, I noticed you said Battletoads. That's a that's a, a game that's legendarily isn't it kind of hard that game? I don't I don't remember ever playing it's it. Historically hard to beat, maybe maybe impossible. Yeah, but you Not play the you play those Bloodborne games, so you know what hard's like. Demon Souls, Souls, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, but those those games are those games are tough, but they're disguised. Like you have to fail in order to proceed in those games, and so. People don't like to fail and they don't like to get killed, but that's part of the game and part of the makeup or the, anyway, you have to die in those games to, to progress. I'm playing I'm a game. Get, what, I'm playing yeah, a game. Tell, tell us. I'm playing that Guardians of the Galaxy game and it's a- actually excellent. Just as long as there's plenty of Sean Gunn, I'm thrilled. There's nobody from the movie that voices the characters. And I, I guess maybe it's a mixture of like the comics and then the movies. Like I, I imagine it's taking its cues from both. It's really beautiful and um, you know beautifully made, but funny and you know good good character, good story so far. What genre? What do you mean, <laughs> Marvel? <laughs> you play Quill, you play Star Lord, but you you know when you go into battle, you have your whole team and you direct them to do things, and it actually works very well. As opposed, you know, sometimes in games like that, uh, they're a little bit cumbersome, but th- this isn't that cumbersome. You don't have that mantis asshole with you, do you? She's not in it. No, and Yondo's not in it. He's he's referenced. But anyway, you, I think you'd like it because I, I don't think it's going to be a, a real long game and it's it's super fun. Yeah. I hear you. We, we we did our first Halo Infinite battle this weekend uh, during music and it was a success. So it was good to get back to the old, the old coat of the Master Chief. That was fun. And you didn't tell me that they're making... I had to find out from someone, not you, that they're making a Halo series. With Liv- Pablo. With- with Pab- Pablo Schreiber, yeah, as Master Chief, and he, he's got the, it's got the same problem that the Mandalorian has, right? Like the main character doesn't take off his helmet. Same problem for the actor, I guess. Yeah. Can I say this? Mm. Team Pablo. What do you mean? Uh, out of over over Liev? No, over uh, Jinjarin. Over uh, I like Pedro Pascal. Oh, Pedro, yeah. But I love me some Pablo Schreiber hardcore. 
Well, there's not a whole lot of competition between those two. They both are. They zoom in, start with the letter P. Their names. <laughs> is that what you're? Is that what you're getting at? No, I'm just saying. Like, if I might be in a very small minority of people that like Pablo Schreiber would prefer mm. him. Oh yeah, you are for sure. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, Pedro's on the upswing for sure. Pablo sort sort of did get an uplift and later in his career wasn't hired for so long actually he no he's been working constantly it's just working he, actor but now maybe a sought after actor nailed it in american gods mm-hmm. nailed it in den of thieves obviously right. nailed it in the wire but love that dude yeah but i mean it's not a video game show it's not no you're, you're home you're not traveling this week this week i'm not traveling uh last week mm-hmm. i was out and next week i'll be out and so on and so on but it, all is well Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I think things have kind of equalized. I'm, you know, I got a lasso around it. I don't know if you're preparing for Christmas at all, but I'm nope. trying to do a little shopping. I think I'm going to buy my son in case he can hear me. A metal metal detector. Did you ever have one of those when you were a kid? Yeah, of course I did. I mean, all I would do is I would just grow my hair out long and have a cut off T-shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, the device? I'm surprised if you let me just say this before you answer. No, I'd be surprised uh, if you didn't have one of those when you were growing up. You seem you seem like the kind of cat that would uh, extend a metal detector from arm to ground. I am a gadget collector. Right. I have uh, collected masses of, of unwanted things, mm-hmm. but I didn't I'd never had a metal detector. wonder why. Wonder you know, why? You, and is it too late for us? Like, let's say we end the podcast and we still want to do things together. Would you? Would you? Would you hunt metal with me? <laughs> First of all, absolutely. <laughs> Secondly, if you watch any film ever where there's somebody on the beach hunting metal, they look like us. <laughs> and this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Is when I get. My children, Christmas gifts. I always got an eye towards myself. Can mm-hmm. I use this? Is this fun for me? Yeah. When they get bored of this, can I, uh, you know, scurry back with this into my quarters yeah. and covet, you know, and 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 or you know, in this case, take it outside and just wave it around the ground. Where would you go? Is it off limits? Like you can't just walk around anywhere with that device. You can't just go through, you know, like you know, I mean, like Piedmont Park, collecting hunting metal. Yeah, can you? You can't because then I assume once you break surface, you've violated some pact of some sort. And there's no way to not look cool doing it, right? I mean, it's pretty impossible to look uncool with that thing, right? I think just checking. First of all, can you imagine? All right, yes. Imagine if you had fashioned yourself a goblin glider. (laughs) (laughs) Hunting metal. doesn't doesn't take too long to imagine it for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's is that like the the I hate water version of fishing? Is that kind of? I don't I, I just think people, you know, I mean it's it's not any different than buying a scratch off, you know. People are trying to either they're collectors of antiquities or they think they're going to find their their get rich quick scheme, you know. Like, oh, they're going to find uh, coins, right? But that's the problem. Like coins aren't like you want one that's going to be you know, beeping and bopping whenever it, it senses a $10 bill, yeah, not a penny. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, there have been stories of people that have found very valuable, you know, doubloons and whatnot. I know, things. yeah. You can only dream, right? I mean, that'd be amazing. Speaking of, by the way, and we haven't gotten to yet, but there are coins in this movie that we're going to be talking about today. 
that the actor are you went talking to about shops. Are you talking about the entire budget? Lance Henriksen, um, and we'll zoom in later, but he went to pawn shops and found his own coins for this. Are you kidding me? No, of course not. He's that kind of actor, and he is. And that's why we love him. Yeah, He does the work, Nick, like we do the work. We do the most work. We do special work. And, and you know, the people, the people obviously, uh, they feel it. They see it. When they wake up, pop on their, their, their uh, app. Their days are made. We know. We can tell by the just the the, the influx of reviews we've seen lately. The uh, extreme uh, swell. Although I have to admit, there are a few people that have been a lot of fun in terms of doing little anecdotal graphics and whatnot on uh, Twitter and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, very appreciated. Thank you. I think we should drop this episode on Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, so we can disrupt many dinners. You know, people have to listen to this. They can't. You know, normally, normally I agree with first. you. But I know a lot of people are going to be making long drives, and they're mm-hmm. not—they're going to be dreading them drives. And I Golfing. know they're going to need all the help, all the help to get to that destination, safe, sound, thrilled. Fair enough. So yeah. I, well, so here's three hours devoted to Pumpkinhead. <laughs> this movie is one of the shortest movies we've done in a long time. It doesn't feel short, but it is short. <laughs> How do the casting sessions go for this one? By the way, did it was just come first some first come first serve? They uh, kids? they weren't given any sides to read. There was a doctor there with a with a, a stethoscope. This one's alive. <laughs> Next, you're in. You might direct this thing. In my research, which I was doing while I was watching the film and after, there was this sort of late 2017 to 20. 1819 sort of swell of newfound appreciation for this film. Right. Which just tells me how how glad I am to not write for the internet anymore. Digging is deep, it, folks. Trying too hard, folks. Is it cuz it's a, a it's kind of like a classic tale, like a simple story, like a, you know, I don't why why did it pick up heat? I just think people were looking for something. The the funny thing is is when you're around long enough, I guess, people discover obvious shit. There'll, there'll be an article about you won't believe here's a film you've never heard of and it's something we've seen dozens of times that we think everybody's heard of. I saw an article recently I was, I was skimming around and it was embarrassing. I, I almost took a screenshot of it because it was so embarrassing. But it was it was basically about some unknown film or film you can't believe so and so made or whatever. And it was Nick remembered after it mattered. One article was about the Sam Raimi and Cohen Brothers movie no one has ever heard of called Crime Wave, which everyone has heard of and how dare you. The other was about Peter Jackson's mysteriously unknown Meet the Feebles. Literally get off our dicks. Even forgotten silver is known. Do your research and live a gentleman's life before clicking post on that article, you jerks. It was so obvious. It wasn't even wasn't even remotely obscure. Right. And that's just the world we live in. And, you know, I understand it. People don't have the time to do the deep dives, and there's a lot more to digest now, but I just think... You just the buyer needs to be beware when they're clicking on these fucking articles. It's tough. Well, it might be too that we're getting old, and so maybe the younger crowd stuff that's new to them, you know, and and not familiar is super familiar to us. And we can't believe it, but time is passing us by. You know, I think that's a that's I think it's past tense. We're done. But time is passing us by, and I was like, hold on, time for a second. And time's like, what? I was like, I got to watch Pumpkinhead on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> time's looking at his wristwatch. He's like. You don't got much time left, man. What are you doing? I was like, watching Pumpkinhead? Maybe Pumpkinhead, too. We'll see. You know. <laughs> then time broke into a cold sweat as he revealed there are two more after that. 
<laughs> Proof positive that we're living in hell. They make four <laughs> pumpkin heads. Did yeah. they make four, huh? Yeah. Did they all have subtitles? This one was just pumpkin head. They do. They have, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Does pumpkin head and wishmaster they ever cross over? No. Does wonder if Pumpkinhead ever crossed over with anything? Because it might not not such a bad idea. I remember I had that Todd McFarlane Pumpkinhead toy that was beautiful. I remember he did those movie monsters ones. Yeah, and it was beautiful. Pumpkinhead's a kind of a cutie. Like we, we'll get into it, but it's not a not a scary I, looking monster. I don't remember. First of all, I had no idea that not only do we get to see the Pumpkinhead we all know and love, the mainstream grade A A list Pumpkinhead that everybody knows. We also get to see Embryo Pump. We get to see Dead Larval Pump. And we get to see Peter Cushing Pump. I can't believe it. Yeah, and he just he's cute in all all forms. You know, that's hard to do. But he's super cute. Even when carried and has is covered by dirt, he's cute. Dead and carried and small. I mean, the guy's just a winner. Even we'll get the there. Witch, even the witch that conjures him is kind of cute. Like, it's a whole cute thing going on. The scariest thing in the the whole entire film is Henriksen. He's creeping everybody out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, guys, it's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We bunt to the opposite field, look through the eyes of the crestfallen, wash the chips in the stream of hoodlum. We, uh, we crisp the edges of the phoenix, and we lay waste to the watermelon wheelchairs. <laughs> and uh, capsize the battleships with our own flexors and uh, rub the magic until the, the wetness subsides. Take the cake to the preach. Fall down mountains, understanding it all. Watching a film through bizarre, wet, and hairless eyes. See a movie, decide what makes a break, share it to likes you. So we're talking about Danny Collins. We're talking about the scene where Al Pacino closes out his Vegas show by pulling the skull and spine out of Annette Benning, singing to it. Talk about the little moments. Danny Collins, what? <laughs> is this a is this a later day Al Pacino film that I'm not familiar with? You absolutely know Danny Collins. I'm not sure I do. Uh, if you don't, you're you're in for a treat. That's like finding out Pumpkinheads out there. So wait, so is it is it a recent movie? Like within Very, the last ten years? I would yeah, absolutely. He plays like a nightclub, like a like a troubadour or a crooner of some sort. I remember the schmaltzy trailers for it and then of course the poster had their names in cursive on it you know of course yeah yeah i'm sure that one made tons of bucks at the box office danny collins episode one oh oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean are you looking aging, it up yeah an aging rock star decides to change his life when he discovers a 40 year old letter written to him by john lennon and you're right. The cast, you got the cast on point here. Jan, Jan Garner's in there. Wait, 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 wait. Jay Garner. There's another one. My beloved Bobby Cannavale. He is. You don't yeah. like him, though. I can't stand him. Chris Plummer in there. Rest in peace. Supergirl is in there. Helen Sh- Benoist. Uh, I think it's say, say Helen Slater. I was getting excited. Nick Offerman in there. Yeah, we, we'll watch this one. I uh, mean, who directed? That's what I was looking up because it had to be kind of a Dan Fogelman in this. Is there a more Hollywood name, Dan Fogelman? He reminds me of Dan, what was it, Futterman? Futterman? <laughs> you wish. So tell me about your relationship with Mr. Pomp. I don't, like I said, I don't think I've seen this film before. I've always kind of avoided it. I don't know why. Maybe because I didn't hear good things about it. 
but it just never it was a little, maybe a little too schlocky for me back in the day. I don't want to watch it. You know, I want some indie horror guys. Although this is kind of indie horror, isn't it? Not Stan Winston. He wanted he wanted to direct it for a song. He wanted to a special effects legend Stan Winston. His first directorial effort, right? Yep. And he did yeah. this one because he wanted to kind of flex his muscles on a on a on a budget on a you know limit with limitations. This is sort of the golden era of makeup effects artists being having clout. I know Nicotero, I know Greg Nicotero has sort of done that lately, but the reality of it is, is like late mid to late 80s, these guys were household names if you were even casually a horror fan. And Winston right. was one of the godfathers out there. You know, Savini, Winston, you got, you know, uh, Dick Smith, you got Kevin Yeager, Mark Showstrom, Rick Baker, you know, Rob Bottin, right. Greg, Greg Canham. These guys were rock stars back then. Kurtzman, obviously, Berger and Nicotero. Mm -hmm. And then our good friend Bill Splat Johnson, sort of a, you know, late add to that. But yeah. Does, now he, still, does he still work? Back, is he still working? Bill? FX, yeah. Yeah, he does uh, Doom Patrol now. He was, I, did, I know he did The Walking Dead, you know. So oh, that's still, cool. Yeah. So it certainly still works. Still killing it. Yeah. I mean, Doom Patrol, people really like that show. I've, I've never watched it. I haven't gotten a lot of fan mail for the, don't worry, it's only your imagination, however, for... Our work the short that. film, yeah, the short film that you worked on with him, yeah. yeah we did the score for it, and I played a or, an orderly. Did it. you get killed in it? No, I did not. Were you the star, or were you like the main? No, no, me and Mike were orderlies, and no, okay. the star was some southern guy. Anyhow, my relationship with Pumpkinhead is dissimilar to yours. I saw it opening night. I had the poster on my wall. I had the Fangoria cover on my wall, and I was literally counting the days before this movie came out. Whoops. And did you have a did you what did you have a good time at the theater though? Did you like it back then? I forced myself. See, honestly, just seeing that guy, that that the guy and the the creature mm -hmm. is was enough back then. And so there's right. still a little bit of that. And you get a good amount of creature. They kind of hide him for a good portion of the film, but you get to see a good bit of old pump. He's got weird powers, Nick. Does he have powers? He all of a sudden he's on like the top of a tree. The, you know, like one of my favorite moments, by the way. <laughs> Adorable. He's just all over the place. It's almost like he can fly, but they never show him flying. Is it well, implied? The sequel's called Blood Wings, so maybe so he does have. Maybe he's got little baby, little baby hidden wings that you never. I, I, I never saw the second one. I didn't either, but we'll remedy that soon. I imagine. <laughs> um, we should. We should. What we should do is we should have a month like we did Burns Month. We should have a month where we do all the shitty sequels to the film, like The Arrival Two, Pumpkinhead Two, could do okay. Wishmaster Two. You know? Oh, man. Godfather 2. My tummy's getting upset thinking about it. <laughs> Could do um, Mana 2. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, so what I was going to say, oh, what I was going to say is that Stan Winston, you, you said he had clout. I was wondering how well this one was received and, you know, what kind of power he wielded after this. Let me look. His next movie was A Gnome Named Norm. A Gnome <laughs> well, with, with Anthony Michael Hall. Norm mm -hmm. Anthony Michael Hall. So this movie, you said this movie was made for a song. It got repaid in a stanza, <laughs> and it's based on a poem. By the way, they base this movie on a poem. I'm gonna see if you can guess what poem. Okay, this, this is a little test. Okay, okay. So is it based on the Wasteland by T. S. Eliot, Bogland by Seamus Haney, or Pumpkinhead by Ed Justin? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, no one should have Justin as their last name. I know. I feel like it's a little tribute. Name the poem Pumpkinhead, I believe. And it's about Pumpkinhead. Not really. They 
they uh, did a lot of creative license with the film. Oh, they did. Yeah. Do you have the poem I in front of you? I of course I do. That's okay. I don't well, know. I, you want me to? Well, you do you? you let's take. Let's no. Let's do a line each. Let's let's take turns doing lines from this poem. Okay. Go ahead. Start. Keep away Keep from away pumpkin from head. Head. Unless, you're Unless you're tired of living, living. living. his enemies, his enemies, enemies are mostly, enemies, dead. mostly, mostly dead. dead. He's mean, He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone. He's got a wicked hoo ha. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. What did you say? What did you say? Laugh at him and you're undone. But in some dreadful fashion. Vengeance, he considers fun. And plans it with a passion. See, the thing is about this poem, I'm going to take a little time out. He sounds great. Time will not erase or block. A plot that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot. He'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows. Barred. Guard dogs prowling in the yard. Won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will for a pumpkin head! It's a pretty good poem. I mean, I think it's what I like about this poem. So many levels to it. You know what I'm saying? You got the surface level, but what's going on behind the words is what what I like to do. I was waiting for, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. <laughs> but then they were like, well, we can't just leave this to poetry. Yeah. This is a visual poem that needs to be realized in a film directed by Stan Winston. I just like the yeah. idea of, uh, of the payphone ringing in the shared men's shelter, and someone answers that payphone, uh, you know, and someone says, is there an Ed Justin <laughs> squatting here this week? <laughs> and he's like uh we'd like to option your poem for a movie he's like what he's like i guess i'll put this suicide knife down for a minute <laughs> well, yeah i just imagine his editor like time time will not erase or blot um maybe workshop that one a little bit there justin wonder if we'll get sued out of our existence for for saying this poem on air i'm sure there's some copyright involved let's just shh don't say anything. Maybe he maybe he thinks it's cool that some legends read his poem. I'll know? play I'll play a, a happy birthday over it. <laughs> anyway, so they this poem this is a poem like much like a, a deep cover many poems that, oh. yeah many poems that be, have become movies. This one this one you know couldn't be contained on the page, so they had to you know let it out into the real world. How do you think? What do you think they've done? What, how do you think they they've done in the adaptation? Locked it into the stars. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, not the first po poem adaptation we've done on this show. What, what's the other one? Think hard. Oh, Beowulf. There you go, dogs. I, I, I remembered somehow. He, I just like to. There's got to be some guy out there. There's got to be some person out there. Is like, man, they really ruined that poem. You know, it's just yeah. like a traditionalist. I wish they would have just kept it a poem. You know. Yeah, you hear so like all this. Better. You hear like pottery breaking in Bob Weinstein's office. He beat me to it. Beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's a huge zoom early on. I'm not sure that you know it. And I think it's going to blow your mind if you don't. OK, so this movie starts off with a prologue. It starts off in 1957 with a baby Lance Henriksen. He is his name is Eddie. His name in this movie, his name is 
Nick? Ed, Ed Harley. Ed Harley. Ed Har- Harley. Is it is Ed Harley? Harley? Yeah. Why did I think Ed? I was thinking Ed Hardy. Did. Thinking about that sh- this shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Ed Harley. Anyway, so it's him. He he, he lives in this, this cabin with his mommy and dad, and it's dark and creepy outside. And his dad's got a shotgun. He's he's putting the horse in the barn. He's worried about something. And therefore, the son and the mom are also worried about something. That kid was Laddie and Lost Boys. <laughs> did you know this? I did not know that. Laddie makes a return to the microscope. He is in this. I don't think I wrote down his name, but that is the same actor, Nick, that got to watch Jason Patrick make out Jamie with Gertz. Yeah. Jamie Gertz. Oh, that's Laddie's a, a legend. He is. You know, he's really worried. And and the dad's like, don't worry about it, kid. You know, we just got to stay indoors. Pretty soon, there's some dude outside running around, screaming, falling down in cornfields, getting dragged around. He's terrified. And mm-hmm. he comes banging on the Harley's door, right? He comes banging. He's like, let me in. There's something I'm going to get killed if you don't let me in. And the dad won't let him in. Right. And then he, unfortunately, is Pumpkinhead's victim. Pumpkinhead gets him in and <laughs> kind of just throws him around until he's dead. And, you know, poor Ed, poor kiddo, poor Eddie sees this happen. And then it comes, it, then we get present day and he morphs into a ripped and ready Lance Henriksen. I love the fact that this movie is less than an hour and a half long. Yet yeah, me the, too. Yet the credits are over three minutes long. The opening credits. Three percent right, over three percent of this movie is the opening credits. Yeah, and it's the, the opening credits are uh, set against flames. Of course, they're flame credits, as they're known in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Lance Lance is a wiry, shredded fuck, isn't he? He is zero percent body fat. He is very muscular, sinewy. Is that, a, is that a word? Sinu- sinuous. That's the word, right? And sinewy, yeah, sinewy, sinuous, whatever. He's got the, the 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 crazy lines in his face that looks like I don't know where those come from. They're amazing. He looks like Kang the Conqueror though with them, right? Right. It's just like where did he put? How did he get them? Where did he get those? They're not dimples. I think Jesus traced teardrop patterns on his cheeks when he came down from the heavens because he's an immaculate body. The only explanation. <laughs> I just remember in uh, the right stuff, uh, he he was ripped, but Scott Glenn, they it was an unfair it was an unfair time to be near Scott Glenn in that era. Oh yeah, yeah, because his bicep still haunts my nightmares. Lance Henriksen, by the way, a legend. Obviously, we've done many, we've done a lot of movies with him in, on the scope, right? Yeah, we did Man's Best Friend. We did yep. Horror Show. We did three movies plus this one. Yeah, there's another one too, another big one. We did uh, Hard Target. That's not. Uh, we did another one then, because that's. I forgot about that one. Yeah, we did one recently that he was in. Right. Oh, we just did um, No Escape. He was in it. That's right. So I guess he's officially a movie microscope legend now. I mean, yeah, and he, he's great. And what I love about him, he's like a nerd about acting. Like he loves to. He wants. He just loves to act. And then he also just is very serious about his craft, and then is very serious about his characters, and wants to and fully inhabit them like kind of almost like a, a daniel day lewis type i'm not kidding like he like whittle shit to get into character you know what i'm saying like he for this movie he got dentures made so he'll he'd look more rural as he put it <laughs> and you know you know the director's like you don't have to worry about the teeth man don't worry and and the, the director probably had to be like you know, Stan Winston was like, well, I'm glad, Lance, I'm glad you got the teeth. That's really cool. You're not going to attempt the Southern accent? That's just not, that's just not on the menu, huh? 
you're still gonna sound like a Shakespearean actor during this. All right. But yeah, he got dentures made and he like I said, he rooted around for silver coins that barely feature into the film. He went to from pawn shop to pawn shop, gathered coins. But if you read about all his work, like he does that for these his characters to get into them. I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, he'll take ridiculous movies. He doesn't have any shame. He doesn't carry. He just wants to keep working. He just wants to work all the time. I mean, is he a married man? Does he have children? I, I feel like he's married to the job. I feel like he has no time for personal life. He's just moving to movie to movie, right? I, I would guess that he's super married. You think so? Uh, he has been married three times. Of course. Of course he's, he has. He's had four kids. One of them has left this world, unfortunately. Oh. That's terrible. But he's had three wives, and he's he's had. How'd you one... look up this so quickly on Wikipedia? Siri automatically tells me who has deceased children. Okay. He's eighty-one years young. Lance. He is still ki- still killing it, like still working his ass off, like just insane. Like he's got like forty films in development, and then all of a sudden he'll be in something great, but the rest of it's like. He'll be in something that, like, you're like, oh, man, I can't believe they got Lance Henderson. This is great. Then he's in, like, Alpha Rift. I, I know. I saw one called Mimesis Nosferatu. <laughs> the, the, then again, yeah, he, he, but he classes up movies. And he, and he was great on Millennium. Millennium was one of those great unsung shows. Yeah, played Frank Black. Yep. Lead singer mm-hmm. of the Pixies. Yep, you're right. Right. Well, he that is, was Black Francis. That's well, Black Francis. He, but then he, went, he changed. He flipped the right. Frank uh, Frank Black when he went solo. Let's just zoom in, if you don't mind. <laughs> if you don't mind. Thank you. I, I just, I mean, this episode already has blossomed fruit. Yeah. When you, when you compared him to Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean. Let's just, let's just I'm not kidding. I'm, I'll say it dead serious. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis wishes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he looks at Hendrickson's methods and he's like, Phew. I can't go that deep, you know. Yeah. Let's let's just t- let's just tally off the rest of the cast, the rest of these legends. You got Jeff East, you got John D. Aquino, Kimberly Ross, Jeff Hoffman. I mean, just chock full, you know. Yeah. Cynthia Bain is Tracy. You got Carrie Remsen in here, but you do have you do our bo- have our boy, Flower. yeah, our boy back 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 so quickly. George Buckflower. Buckflower also a legend. Yeah, he was in Wishmaster. He's in some he's something else. So it. We did recently. I went and looked at his his filmography, and I had an awakening okay when i was a kid there was a series of movies that i worshipped and they and then they completely left my existence you know because okay. they, they say you're not making memories or whatever when you're a certain age but i wa- there was that series called the wilderness family god i don't remember this and he was in all of them and they were essential to me as a kid and i have not thought about them since i was a kid so and they're was like kind of, was, uh, disney movies or something they're that, that they're that style i don't know if they're actual disney movies. i can't imagine disney's gonna put money in buck flowers pocket he did <laughs> he did a lot of porn and shit too but that guy lived That's a, a long time lived a long time yeah i mean mm-hmm. just killed it for so long um yeah. but mayim bialik's in this it's like her, her it's her screen debut who's now uh Je- jeopardy host most people remember her from Blossom. the show Blossom and what? the show uh, Pumpkinhead. What's the no? What's the, the Young Sheldon? What was it Big Bang? Big Bang Theory. Yeah. What does she, she play she, in she, this? She plays one of the the children, the like a Buck Flowers kids, I think. Okay. One of the ragamuffins. The literally the the most mm. overly dirty children ever put to film. They look like um, the Species Two kids. They do, it, but they have. There's a very stagey element to this movie. There are some scenes where Lance is emoting. It just feels so stagey. Stuff that wouldn't come off, you know, like when you're on the stage acting, you have to oversell. You have to, you know, mm-hmm. 
throw your voice and whatnot. And Lance, there's a scene where the witch is doing some shit and Lance is in the background ang- in anguish. And it is. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's tough. It's not tough. There's nothing. That's the thing is it. It's imp- he overdoes almost everything and it's great. Like he he goes for it all the time. That's just his frequency. Right. And like I'm on board, man. I'm tuning in. I don't mind any of that stuff. He's writhing around on the ground. Like, of course he is. Yeah. The director, his direction is probably Sam Winston's probably like just stand in the corner and Lance is doing like cartwheels and shit. You know, like he cannot be contained. No, Stan is half directing and half getting sketches sent to him from Phil Tippett of Dinosaurs for an upcoming project. And he's getting a super <laughs> wet, a wet one in his pants. He can't, he can't control. The last movie he worked on, I think, before he passed away, Stan Winston, was uh, Shutter Island. So he was still working with the greats right up to his death. So what do you um, think about that harmonica music, that incessant, jaunty harmonica swamp music that they're playing through this whole movie? I'll never listen to anything else now. That's my. That's the soundtrack to my life. Amazing. Okay. Here's okay. This when this movie cuts the present day, and you got Hendrickson working out in the yard shirtless. It says the present over his torso, and I gotta agree. What a gift, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. But let's just set it up. We we keep talking around it. Let's just get to the the plot here. What 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 takes place at the beginning? How how do we meet Hendrickson? What's going on? And all right. Well, the plot is this. All right. Keep away keep from Pumpkinhead unless, unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly no. Okay, so <laughs> can't, I got to go back to the source. So weird to have the entire screenplay on our phone. Lance Hendrickson is a, a proprietor of a of a small general store. Salt of the earth. Lost his wife. A decade previous. Yeah, right. You don't know how, but he his wife's no longer in the picture. But he does have... A son. Billy? Yeah, a little Peter Billingsley-looking scrap. They live a simple life. You know, they, uh, you know, you know the kind of people I'm talking about. You see him, And unfortunately, some, some young punks show up and uh, slaughter his child. <laughs> so these young kids, like a lot of horror movies would start on these kids, like going to some place... You know, going to, to to vacation in a small town or a remote place, but you know, this is a group of of I guess teenagers that look like they're in their thirties. Obviously, they are there to what motorbike, motocross? Like, what is it? Dirt uh, bike? Ast- astonishingly, so two motorbikes and like six people. And then there was a they're they're kind of coupled off, and then one of the women that's with them is there. She's like a photographer, and she's taken. She's taking motorcycle shots. She's she's out there to shoot the dirt biking, right? Now, did, um, did you notice the license plate? One of the cars' license plate was Moto Man. There you go. Yeah, um, zoomed in. <laughs> and so, you no. know, they they decided to stop not just anywhere, but besides beside Lance Henriksen's general store and do some dirt biking. Nick, there's some uh, there's some um, I guess some jumps. There, there's some hills there. Well, that don't that I don't that was their goal, but I think they saw them when they pulled over for and just felt oh. compelled. But I have to tell you, if this movie had a, a direct sequel, it would have had to, it would have required Lance Henriksen buying him some fresh paint. Yeah, what? Do you notice the sign when they pull in? No, it says yeah, it says um, Har- Harley and Son General <laughs> Store, right? And and Son is in paint. Yeah, yeah. So you might have to white that out because <laughs> yeah. Because he gets wiped out by the motorcycle later. Did you get blown away by Jeff East? Is is who is is he played Joey? Who is he? He's like the main, like the main, like the main young guy who shows up, the one who does the most talking. Not the Italian guy, Dakino. Oh yeah, the the guy that looks like Lance Guest. Yeah, but you know why 
I, I made a point not to find out on IMDb while I was watching the film. I was like, I know that guy. I know okay. that guy. And I was watching it and I was gr- I was grinding my teeth trying to figure out who this guy was. And then it struck me and it blew me away who he is. Okay. That's young Clark Kent from Superman. Which what what character are you talking about? Jeff East. <laughs> The guy who lives almost the longest. The guy that gets one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he, get, he gets guy, he, he gets bike thrown. <laughs> he does look like Lance. He Gassett. does look like Lance Guest. Yeah. Yeah. He's still and he's still um he's still I think he's still around sixty four years young and he is. But, let's but see here. he would that super like Richard Donner Superman that that he actually had a rather substantial little piece of the movie there and he was great and that was such a great that helped. Yeah, he was. He was in the he was in the he was Huckleberry Finn in the uh, in the Tom Sawyer movies back in the day. Remember those? No. God, yeah. And so he was young Clark Kent. You're right. So did you did you have to look it up or did I, you did, I didn't have to look it up? But I was it was distracting me trying yeah. to figure out who he was. And then when it hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, he got and, another chance to fly, didn't he? In this. <laughs> yeah. Must have felt like a blast from the past when he gets flung by. I'm through there. He gets bike thrown. Like he's on a motorcycle. I've never. It's not something you I've see never it. seen it. It's incredible. Yeah, he gets he tries to get away on a motorcycle. Also, a kind of a good character in this. Eh. And the Pumpkinhead lifts him up and throws him with on a motorcycle across. And it looks like it's fun. It looks. It looks like, like it's fun until he crashes. And it looks most obviously like there is definitely a living person on that bike when it gets thrown. <laughs> disregard the complete lack of movement join us in our disbelief by the way you notice that the, one of the kids one of the little dirty kids is named jimmy joe jimmy joe yeah it's like come on try harder so yeah so okay so what's happening in this general store is buck cower buck flower shows up with his dirty kids and says where's my where's my order where's my feed Where's my feed? And Lance had forgotten it at his house. And he's like, oh, shit. And then, you know, Buckflower's pissed. But he's like, I'll I'll deliver it to you. Don't worry. And so Buckflower leaves and Lance leaves. He's like, mind the store, my six-year-old. And that's all these hooligans running around. Well, no, they're not hooligans. They're just people. And they've got this. And he's got a a dog that is supposed to stay indoors. Yet for some reason, they leave the door wide open. Anybody who's had had a dog or cats, you don't leave the door open for shit, man. This dog, by the way, his name's Gypsy in the movie. In real life, his name is Mushroom. It's incredible. And also, he was the dog in Gremlins. Are you fucking me? That's what the trivia says, man. And he and he's a stunt dog. Does his own stunts. I, I don't. And then, I, then I thought, is there any other kind? Did they actually have a dog, and then they replace it like a like a dog for like the acting shots, and they replace it with the stunt dog? Did they do that? Yeah, probably. This dog can jump. This dog can stare. Or something. I guess they probably do do that. Anyway, yeah, the dog from Gremlins in this. I'm gonna look him up. He's still working. Let's see. Oh my god, he's forty. He yeah, is. He is standing idly by as his master dies in a high cloud above the sky. So the dog. There's some motorcycle action happening, and Gypsy, the dog, goes to bark at the, the motorcycles. You know, this kid, this poor kid who this gang has already made fun of. The the bad guy in the gang has made fun of this kid's Coke bottle glasses. Right. And that's how you know who's good and bad. This guy makes fun of him and the rest of the group chastises him and gets mad that he has, has done this, this poor kid. And then then as this as they're doing this motorcycling, the kid runs out into the field and he gets just absolutely roundhoused by this motorcycle, destroyed. Okay, and, so, uh, so he just gets flipped in the air. Like a pancake. 
You know what I'm saying? So it is Shredded. the most, it is the least death I've ever seen in a film. It's he split gets his, in half. <laughs> he gets his ass too kicked by that motorcycle because it's a barely, it's barely anything. And he gets yeah, this instant deceased from minimal contact. Well, the thing is, he doesn't instantly die. What's weird about this movie is that he is hurt, but no one takes him to the hospital, including his dad. And then he dies hours later. No, like, he doesn't. I think he dies instantly. No, no, because no, you're wrong because Lance takes him back to the house and he has last words. He says, daddy. And then he dies. And he, his last words are daddy hospital. What? He's Why like, are we home? it's like, daddy, I got barely kissed by a motorcycle. Lance is pouring him fruit loops. He's like, everything gonna oh, maybe this was the wrong choice. Each loop looking like yet another tire that crisscrossed his face. Anyway, so the 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 brother, so there's two brothers. The brother that hits by and it's by accident, but he hits the kid and he's like, I gotta get out of here. And he like abuses his girlfriend who's like doesn't understand what's going on, and he like throws her in the car and they speed away. Meanwhile, his brother stays with the body. Like he's like you know, this is a gang. This See, is, now you're calling it a body. Well, but that's the thing is the kid's blinking and then he later talks, but he stays with the kid. <laughs> and I know, I know, but he stays with the kid. And um, so basically everybody in the group is kind of kind of nice, except the guy that hits the kid who is trying to get away with, you know. They do flee the scene of a crime, however. Well, the most of the group, they flee to figure out what's going on. They're like trying to get the guy to like go to the police they're trying to find a phone. Remember, the, the phone isn't working in the store because they do try it. And so then the, they do try the, the phone in the cabin they're staying at. And then the guy has ripped the cord, the bad guy, from the wall. But here's the thing. Even that guy has a change of heart. I thought that was pretty interesting. Even he decides he's a piece of shit. And he, but it's too late. <laughs> yeah. It's too late when he has that revelation or realization. Anyway. It is the least violent Injury that leads to death I've ever seen in a film. Of course. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look, he looks like he got scraped, but they wait so long. Maybe he died like a, like a tetanus or something, yeah. you know? You By the way, have you, noti- have you noticed how smoky the, the surrounding woods are? Of course I do. The it's whole movie smoky. It's the yeah. smokiest woods I've ever seen. Uh, that's a bold claim. Um, <laughs> so there's a, there's a couple of choices here. I think that, you know, Lance, Henriksen's character makes that I think suspect. He leaves a six-year-old in charge of the store. That's weird. Like just close the store and take your kid with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whenever he gets to uh, his son, his fallen son, and kneels beside him, his his damaged body, he places the glasses on his son's, um, you know, the, the, on his on his face, but not before he licks the glasses. <laughs> I guess to clean them. And then he doesn't take the kid to the hospital. That does stick with me. So what? like he makes a bunch of weird choices here i like the fact that the kid that stayed behind there's no there's no dialogue that you know lance is just l- looking at his defeated kid and mm-hmm. this guy hands him the glasses and and lance and and then lance starts Licks to them. walk away and he says is there anything i could do and lance gives him the dirtiest look in the history of looks yeah he gives him a death stare yeah and then the, the guy later comments on it because the guy looks like he wanted to kill me or something like he's surprised like the kids his kids almost dead and you're there you know but they also i think I'm putting it together. Maybe the character wanted his son to die. So then he can strut around with his dead body. Like he lands the whole, he has this blanket <laughs> covered dead body, just struts into rooms holding that thing. Like he, <laughs> he's loving his look. That is definitely probably the truth. That's definitely what he wanted. He's but you like, know what I'm saying? Like he really is strutting around with that, with that body. He's, he, 
he's always carrying it. If you watch the the extended version of this film, when he leaves to go get the feed, he intentionally unlatches the door so the kid could venture out and die. Because you could see him just licking his lips. I'm, I'm going to be carrying that. I'm going to be strutting around with that body minutes from now. So the only thing, since Lance had seen this as a kid, he saw Pumpkinhead as a kid. He's like, you know what? I need more Pumpkinhead back in my life. Now I have a vengeance, a score to settle with somebody. I know that this is a local legend. How can I summon this creature to wreak havoc? Wreak havoc? And luckily, there's a witch in town. <laughs> of course. And her name, Nick, is Haggis. Haggis the witch. I love it. You know, he has to do some digging and and some, you know, bribe some people. But he finds where this witch lives and he goes to visit her very red light infused cabin in the woods. And she's not happy to see him. She doesn't want him there. No, Um, fuck no. And he struts in with that dead body, which he's probably used to. And she's looking weird. But, you know, she doesn't want she's not going to help him. But he pleads with her and then he drops some coins on her. And she has to help him, right? Yeah. She got like tarantulas in there. Like it's all sorts of weird in her cabin. Um, but what what is she, she what's she, the deal that they're making here? She's like, Look, if you want pump, you gotta go dig out. You know, you gotta go dig. Yeah, yeah. and you can't have your son back. Your son's fucked. I think that's yeah, I can't exactly do anything about him. But I he can you we can do something about the about the, the people that did this to him. And Lance is like, I'm fine. I'm I'm good with that. That's a good deal. So where does he go? He goes into the woods of this this bizarre mound. He goes to the pumpkin patch because there's pumpkins. That's how we get the name Pumpkinhead. The funny thing is they are old pumpkins that aren't connected to the ground. They're not attached to any stalks, yet they're not rotted. So something funky about this mound. Probably the least rigorous digging I've seen in a film as well. He takes a few stabs at it and then starts pawing at it. And next thing you know, he's found this desiccated baby pump. He does, yeah, and he brings it back to the witch. There's a great scene where he kind of just... Walks into her house with a desiccated pumpkin head in his hand. His favorite thing to do. He likes to carry bodies through doors. He really does. It's that's there's never been a true word said. <laughs> and uh, he puts old pump down, and he's like, "Can you, uh, which can you do your magic?" And she's like, "No problem. I got this. I'll just I'll slice the top of your hand." into a bowl, which is really, that's a strange wound to have top of your hand wound. That's how yeah. that hurts. Yeah. And Lance, it, it does hurt. He's like, he really I'll, I'll only do it. If you also take a swing at my dead son's meat. Yeah. She cuts the hand of her dead son, top of the hand. And, um, she creates a blood mixture out of the, the, the dad and the boy. And then that's how she brings pump back to life. She pours it on his, uh, dirt covered face. Yeah. And, and it pumps them up. It what I love, about, life. what I love about it is Winston's like, uh, let's do it's it's eighty eight or probably eighty seven. We're making this, you know. Let's do mm-hmm. this in real time. We got limited running time. Let's just spend a lot of time on this real time resurrection. Help me. <laughs> we're spending more time talking about it, though. <laughs> That's for sure. But anyway, so Lance starts getting woozy and you know you're like, is it because he got his top of his hand cut? Because I'd faint too, I think. But that's not it. What's happening is. This creature, this demon, is being brought to life through his pain and misfortune. And Lance, it's too much to take. He has to pass out on the floor. And then when he awakes, no pump. Pump out. Pump out of there. Yeah, pump, pump gone. Pump is pulling a uh, a wishmaster and and maturing super fast. Yeah, he gets big real quick. And then he goes. He gets to the uh, bad guys that are holed up in this cabin. Meanwhile, yeah, I say bad guys. There's really one bad person. And the bad person is actually you're the favorites, Jeff East and this other 
woman who's the photographer, they've tried to call the police and they got knocked out. One of them, Jeff Eastgate, he got knocked out and they get um, locked in a closet. Pump don't give a shit, though. He wants to kill everybody in that house. He does not sorting them out. Yeah. And so what happens? Pump arrives. Well, we find out that there's a very annoying woman in the group named Maggie. Yeah, she yeah. dies second. And, 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 and Pump definitely, yeah, Pump takes her and her friend out pretty quick. There's a great well, so shot. The, there's a great shot of her getting pulled over the roof. That's adorable. That's my favorite shot in the film. Her legs get pulled over the roof. Like you see her kicking legs. Yeah. And there's a sound you know, ah! on the top of the roof. It's adorable. Yeah. But um, she's very religious, and her boyfriend, I think, is played by um, you know, this the the bad guy's brother. You know, not played by, but he's the bad guy's brother. He's the first victim. He gets like head lifted up into the trees. <laughs> He gets smashed around. He's bloody, dragged around. Maggie tries to tell everybody, and she starts praying. And then Pumpkinhead takes offense. He doesn't like that. Carves a cross into her face, and then he kills her. That's kind of a cool shot, too, Like is that he kind of terrorizes the rest of the group with her, like smashes her face up against the window, and then yeah. kills her that way. That's kind of cool. Is she the one that he takes up into the tree? No. That's then the main character's girlfriend, who has fainted. She faints at the wrong time. She faints... When Pumpkinhead is let loose and he drags her up into the tree <laughs> and throws her down on a rock and she yeah. gets killed. Yeah, he midsummers her. She gets she gets bouldered bouldered to death. That's a harsh death. I that's that's why I was saying that his powers are weird. Like he seems very jumpy and he can get high, get real high up into the trees. He can just get on the roofs real quick. You know, he's just there. It's like he teleports or something. He's always way behind them in the woods, and yet he's right there. So there's definitely something going on. He's like and Nightcrawler then, from X-Men. He isn't. And then the uh, there's a then another guy dies right in front of the Italian guy who killed the kid. And he loses his shit. He gets gutted watching his friend die. Just killed the child. Didn't sweat it. Then one of his friend gets killed by Pumpkinhead. And it's all of a sudden end of games for him. The oh, guy I who think just, it's his brother. The, yeah, his but brother? Still, he still murdered a child right before that. The bad guy gets a weird death in this. Like he starts to, like I said, he starts to, he's going to turn himself in before pumpkin has a head arrives. So he it's just a little too late. <laughs> he has a gun and they're trying to blast pumpkin head with the gun. The gun, and it doesn't work of course. And pumpkin head takes the gun, rams it through his torso and lifts him up. Doesn't yep. shoot it. That's how the, the real bad guy dies. It does now, look Lance, like pumpkin heads about to shoot him at one point, which I thought would have been it does. adorable. And, and meanwhile, Lance Henriksen is having almost like in Wishmaster where the, when the Wishmaster starts, you know, killing people, the main character's having these, like seeing it happen, even though she's not in the area. And she's like, it's horrible. She keeps fainting. That's the same things happened to Lance here. Except Lance starts to regret his decision to make this deal with the witch. And he tries to undo it. She won't undo it. Can't undo it. So he tries to stop Pumpkinhead himself. And I like that he go. He, he's there to see this gun death happen to the guy that killed his son. And I just picture him going, oh, no, this is terrible. Oh, I wish it didn't happen. You know, like, I can't imagine he's that upset that this guy's yeah. off the earth. But old Ed Harley is trying to save the rest of the gang. I have to say he tries. I love that a guy named Harley's son got killed by a motorcycle. And then Lance, when he's trying to out of the blue, gets attacked by a dog when he's trying to help these kids from the demon. He sicked upon them it's because he's bound to pumpkin head. They're yeah, one and the same. Right. So the dog smells him. They smell pump on him. Yeah, you're right. He is kind of fusing with pumpkin head because when something happens to pumpkin head, it kind of happens at Harley. And when Ed Harley stubs his toe, pumpkin head is clutching his foot. You yep, know? Yeah. Yeah. They are definitely bonded. 
which Ed Harley realizes and then uses to great effect later on. But we'll get there. Would you, we want to dwell on this motorcycle throne? I, I want to dwell on the fact that Pumpkinhead knows how motorcycles operate. Because the guy shows up to use the motorcycle, and then Pumpkinhead shows up holding the chain that he's ripped from the from the engine, from the wheel. It's like Pumpkinhead is an ancient demon spirit, somehow knows to, if you take the chain off a motorcycle, it's useless. It's pretty funny. It it's is. Like it is. And and they spent a, underestimated. Underestimated. Now you know if you were to say how many feet of film there is devoted to Pumpkinhead snarling, is it a snarl or is it more of like a cute smile? It's it's like a fine line between the two. But yeah, Pumpkinhead's little. I mean, Sam Winston is very proud of his animatronic lips. I don't think he designed the creature, did he? There's no way he didn't dominate that situation. I think that he he hired a special effects crew and let them blossom. I doubt. I think. Let me pull out that Fangoria. I could tell you. But um, and also one of uh, George Buckflower's kids, sort of a major character in this. You know, he's he sort of guides. He's he's the one who tells Lance how to get to the witch, and then later on, the kids come to see him, and he ends up being sort of their accomplice throughout this. And he wants. To, he's kind of he's kind of a dick that turns good. Like he he wants to. He's excited about Pumpkinhead. He wants to see Pumpkinhead for real. He's he's like a Pumpkinhead stan. Right. Yeah. And then he then Pumpkinhead Israel. Then he's like, oh, this sucks, actually. But he oh, does the, help the crew. He does help the, the gang. The my, remnants of the crew. my favorite shot involves him. OK, there's a shot with the kids hiding in the closet. Of course, I know what you're going to talk. about. And then and Pumpkinhead glances in the closet and then does a quick like he goes back in the closet knowing exactly where he is. It's adorable. Yeah. Pumpkin's playing, playing, playing a little hide and seek forever. He's a little Dora. trickster. He's having fun out there. You know, that's the thing is he's summoned. He doesn't get summoned very often. And when he does, he likes to put a little, I don't know, fun in the mix. You know, I never thought of motorcycles, you know, never thought Pumpkinhead had a personality until today. Now I know yeah, it. Yeah. And like, I, you know, and Ed Hardy is be kind of becoming Pumpkinhead in a weird way. Right. Isn't that kind of what's happening? He's starting to look like Pumpkinhead a little bit. He gets um, yeah. Well, I mean, the eyes for sure. Well, Lance Henriksen is uh, Sam Winston's finest creation when he rolls out of bed. <laughs> and so it all comes down to you know, Pumpkinhead's been then dra- dragging around Jeff East, uh, young Superman. You can tell what direction, but <laughs> holy shit! Uh, just, but he's dragging him around, and he's not dead. Poor, this guy just keeps dragging around from situation to situation, bleeding out. But he's he's okay, and he's he's dragged into the final confrontation. Where um, the photographer screams a mortal line, I just wanted to shoot motocross, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, and Pumpkinhead's about to just get her like this is the this is the sweetness here. You don't want her to die because she's been nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. But Pumpkinhead don't give a and um, he's about to kill her. Lance Henriksen's like, no way. <laughs> and um, he hurts him. He hurts himself on a pitchfork, Lance Henriksen. Not intentionally. And, no, and it hurts Pumpkinhead. And he goes, okay, well, if I go blow my brains out, will this hurt Pumpkinhead? So he does, he tests his theory, but somehow misses his, his brain. <laughs> well, he is a Southern, you know, backwards person, so. So maybe he, he he's like, I'm going to shoot myself in the head, but a little bit. And maybe that pumpkin head will die. Let's just test it because I don't really want to exit the world. And he doesn't. Yeah, he has a hole in his head, but it doesn't doesn't kill him. But it, well, the thing is, it knocks him down, knocks Pump down, and then somebody goes to check Pump out, and Pump's like, "Uh, uh-uh, look at me." And it's up to the photographer to then kill Lance. He's he and Lance is like, "Shoot me, kill me." 
because then it'll kill Pumpkin for good. And she 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 abides by it because you know Pumpkinhead's about to kill her friend, and he's starting to look menacing again. He's starting to get those weird bodies, his eyes yeah, and yeah, his he, shit's all shitty. And uh, and she does. She ends Pumpkinhead, or she ends Lance Henriksen, and Pumpkinhead dies. They fall in the same way. They they die the same, and it's just I shed tears. I couldn't believe Pumpkinhead was dead. It's like poetry. Yeah, I didn't want Pumpkinhead to die. I was rooting for him. He looked cool. Like he, he walked into uh, the church. There's at one point they're in this like burnt out church. He walked in like super cool into that church, you know. And I like his the sound that he makes when he arrives. He makes cute he like, sounds. It's like cicada sounds, right? Well, there's cicada sounds everywhere in this movie. It's like a harmony it's staple. Like, it's like yeah, it's like the the same as the Beast Within. But he's got within a high. He's got a higher pitch voice than I expected. Though he's got a cute. Kind of a neat voice. Also, I mentioned Peter Cushing. For some reason, the more he becomes bound to Ed Harley, the more his face becomes more complex and he looks just like Peter Cushing. So they're both they're both evolving. There's a metamorphosis going on and neither one is rotten. They're both super solid. I just love I love Pump and I wanted to think, okay, let's say he finishes his job. Vengeance is his. This grim fairy tale is going on the road, you know, like this. I want more. You're getting me real excited about doing the next one. Well, what's interesting is that then you know, Pumpkinhead is buried at the end, but it's not it's not Pumpkinhead that gets buried. It is Lan- it looks like it's Lance Henriksen that's it's, getting buried. He's got his mouth. necklace on, yes. Yeah. Because he's wearing this necklace that his son made him at the beginning of the movie that his son told him that he needs to wear it around his neck. He zoomed in. So there's you know. there's you know, it's funny, you mentioned the beast within and then you think about Jeepers Creepers, like there's there's like this weird subshot, like the the kind of swampy southern horror stuff. Where these all kind of share a commonality. It's kind of neat. Let me zoom in. Yeah, for sure. What do you think of the flamethrower thro- fail that they threw in at the last minute? I love it. It doesn't work for shit. First time we see Lancey's using that flamethrower. I know, and they try to burn Pumpkinhead with it, and he just laughs it off twice. Doesn't and then, get hurt and, the then and then to rub it in, once he is officially de- de- deceased, he burns on his own. He burns, he burns out. And then the witch, the witch is, is obviously the hardest working witch in the biz. Because she's she takes Lance up and buries his little desiccated bod in that hill, setting up setting up the next gen, the next gen of, of pump. I like the fact that she's a perennial just pump creator. You know, she just constantly, mm-hmm. you know, coerces people into bringing a pumpkin head around. Yeah, well, she's continuing the chain, Nick. You know, most, uh, you know how Pumpkinhead removed the chain from the motorcycle. She is placing the chain back. Right, the Pumpkinhead chain. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? It's eloquent. It's a huge movie. Though. Anyway, what do you think of the? What do you think of his wife's tombstone at, at Har- Harley's tombstone? It sucked. Budded on earth, Lots to bloom in heaven. Yeah. Did you see the what it said on the back? Tombstone fail. What'd you say? You see that? What it said on the back? What? It says grazed by motorcycle, nineteen seventy nine. Oh man. She passed that trait down to her her first and only born, huh? I would say Lance shooting himself in the head, not as big of a loss. It's not like he he didn't have a lot going on. I don't know. He seemed like a nice guy. He was doing it. He was raising a son. I mean, he was trying to put his life back together after the death of his wife. And, it, it, you know, it had been a decade since his wife died. By far the most intense general store proprietor I've ever seen in my life. Even when he's dealing with his friends, he's uh, his veins are popping. He's all shitting. I, I these guys are taking you know like pills before they go in the shop because they're freaked out. It's like oh my god, I'm not casting like a ton of comedies, Lance Henriksen. I guess you know it's yeah. not like a comedic actor. I you know it's too bad. Does he not work 
I, I've watched all seven SNLs that he hosted, and they were riotous. I just want him to work with. I just wanted him to be an avatar. Is that so much to ask? You know, come on, put Lance Hendricks. I'm gonna start a petition. Put Hendricks in an avatar. It's all we need is for them to delay it again. Are they are they coming out at some point soon? A, a year from now, like Christmas 2022. Why did they put it off? Because of COVID or something? He just keeps having all the best ideas, and they keep. I got. He plays. We have. He plays. Is a movie called Vote for Santa. He plays Santa. They they got Hendrickson as Santa finally. A casting coup. Sinu method- <laughs> He probably spent a year training reindeer or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Henstra's in this. Oh. Oh my god, he plays Santa. Vote for Santa. <laughs> oh my god, you're talking about kids having fucking nightmares. <laughs> He's like, sit on my lap. You're like, but it's all bony and weird and muscle weird. (laughs) (laughs) He's in a movie called Why? Question mark. I wonder if they just, when he just shows up on set and they just find a place. I mean, he's in everything. He's in so many movies, man. God, he's like, you know, him and uh, Eric uh, Roberts, they just work constantly. So my daughter watched some of Pumpkinhead with me today. And then we were kind of zipping around through Showtime anytime. And there was a movie on there called Aquarium of the Dead. And she she was desperate for us to, to, to watch some of it to see how bad it was. And Eric Roberts is in it. Of course. And then Eric there, Roberts is, it will be, will be in anything. Well, I know wait, it was that. And then there was another one called gorilla versus monster, which was like a Godzilla Kong thing. It was, that's the one that Eric Roberts might've been in. I, I cannot stand these low budget sci-fi sci-fi movies that the digital of it all. And the fact that there's no passion, it's just lots and lots of dialogue. Cheese, cheese needs to be done elegantly. There's, you know, you like remember like the cheese ball films from the 80s and 90s, like lots of passion went into them. They still suck, but there's a lot of energy and effort that goes into them. Sure. Eric Roberts, as an actor, has 645 credits. That's insane, Nick. He was just in something too that like actually was still more than Shmi Skywalker had because she was broke. <laughs> it's like you look at his um, IMDb credits, like the Zodiac Killer wrote it. It's like absolutely insane. There, he was in something recently, and I can't even scroll down. Like, I, it took me like a minute to scroll down to 2021. <laughs> I mean, it's like insane. He's in a TV series called Pandemic Pillow Talk. Jesus, like it's just it'll be at absolutely everything. But anyway, he's in something I know recently that actually had his, know, some heat. It, his number one vendor is Fiverr, just constantly hiring people to update his IMDb page. <laughs> Yeah, just go down there, Apple. That's an, that's an insane IMDb page. Anyway, the first thing that comes up, Eric Roberts' Saffron Burroughs rap unlimited London set series, Cancel Town. He's working with Saffy Burroughs. To her anyway. credit. Um, so, <laughs> look, you're, uh, you're sitting in a chair whizzing around in the forest, red light creeping in, swamp gas polluting the floor. And the artist says, what would you like on your body from, te- from Pumpkinhead? Do you have any idea? I made a huge mistake. I got trashed before I went in mm-hmm. and I said, I like pumping head and I, I fell asleep in the chair. And then I woke up and it was a very forensic close up of pumpkin head performing oral sex on another person, like a really close up shot of pumpkin head blowing, blowing, a, blowing a guy. I thought you said you made a huge mistake. 
Yeah. Not that you got the most popular tattoo in this United States. <laughs> My tattoo is cute, and it's not pumpkin head, though that's a cute tattoo to get. Just say cuter. You talk about that scene with the kid in the closet. You yeah. didn't mention the, my tattoo part. Oh, there's a toy chest in this in this closet or in this room, and the dog, the the little dog, the boy's dog, is hiding in it, and he's peeking out. <laughs> That's right, because he's scared of Pumpkinhead. And I would get that's the tattoo I'd get: the dog hiding from Pumpkinhead. That's a smart dog. He gets rid of his owner. You know, he's free, and he escapes the clutches of Pumpkinhead because honestly, he's the real killer, right? Yep, he's really who led to his death. Pet by Galligan, pet by Hendrickson, that dog. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Mushroom, the dog. <laughs> Great name for a dog, I will say. Oh, I don't know. Where would I get my tattoo? I didn't even say that. I would get it on my toy, my chest. My, my toy chest. I, I would I, get it in the middle. That's cute. Film's ended. Credits have rolled. But lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. My stinger is it just cuts to the inside of a police station. There's a cop heels up on his on his desk phone beside him not ringing he's dead asleep snoring <laughs> yeah. just sawn logs you know <laughs> no, that's it that's that, my deleted scene no no care in the world nothing that's a that's a it's a boring day there in uh in town so i'm gonna do i got two credit stingers like the marvel movies the first one is it shows ed hartley's house tight shot of his house then okay. it pans back to a medium shot, and you notice there's a brand new hospital right next door. <laughs> brand like beautiful hospital that's perfectly sure. fun, bright lights lighting up the forest right mm. next door. Right. And then there's a sign that says "We specialize in children." <laughs> so that's that's the first one, which is kind of rocket. That's a rocket. Just say children's hospital. This one does a little differently. It's huh? Backwards, man. The education didn't get this far, so. The, then the credits, the rest of the credits finish up. And then there's a shot. We're back at the witch's haven. Mm-hmm. The witch is sleeping, right. snoring, sawing logs like your guy. Oh, no. Right. S- sits up abruptly in terror, panicking, cut to mm-hmm. her running through the forest, jump cut closer to her, jump cut closer. It's like, you know, a real sense of, of urgency and immediacy. And there's a kinetic element to that scene. Clambers up that pumpkin head mountain, furiously digging in the ground. Withdraws the desiccated Lance baby pumpkin Hendrix and child cute, right? Okay. Wipes off his little dusty head and and attaches a delirious little blue bonnet, ties a deliriously <laughs> cute blue bonnet around it, and then reburies it. I thought you were going to say that she was late to work for like at the dollar store. Like that's her nine to five. <laughs> you know, she's like furiously running because she's late to work. And her boss is like, what the absolute? Another, you're 20 minutes late, haggis. <laughs> <laughs> she got to put her like dollar store apron on or whatever. She got she'll, she's like in there. She's the customer's like, you'll pay a powerful price. And then they're like, it's actually a, a dollar, dollar, right? It's a dollar. Yeah. Dollar. Is that? I thought that everything was a dollar. She's like, still. And then they, they she gets fired because she tries to trade those coins for some real money. She's in the register throwing these fucking ancient coins. They're like, what the fuck, Haggis? Not again. <laughs> It'd be amazing if she like got that cloth, that little bag of cloth bag, the coin bag that Lance brought, and then she just buys like a diet Dr Pepper with the coins out of it. <laughs> She's got a day job, Nick. She's not only only weird. I mean, weird doesn't pay. I mean, that's not a lot of coins. And how often does Pumpkinhead? Is how often does he need it? Yeah, every at least every lifetime of a Lance. But meanwhile, her coworkers are 
forking dollars of their own money in, in the perfume section, just spraying haggis whenever they walk by. Cause she still got, she doesn't clean out. She's got the stench of the pump. <laughs> I wonder if pumpkin head works. Oh, the movie got a name tag pumpkin H. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you've been given the financing to have your own business related to pumpkin head. Money is, oh, th- is underneath escrow and everything's going great. How are you going to spend that hard earned? I've hooked up with oh, I've hooked up with Ferrara Pan, good friend, okay. a good friend of mine, um, and I've I've done an officially licensed pumpkin head candy, and on the box it has got a Alex Ross painted pumpkin head. It's beautiful. Oh, everybody's yeah. everybody's thrilled as shit. Kids are going nuts. It's Halloween's biggest hit. And then the imagine their dismay when they open up that box of candies, and instead of the the pumpkin head we all know and love, a, a photorealistic veiny sinewy lance hendrickson hard candy emerges it's filled with a gummy center but you have to suck on his hard muscles and weird body to get to it is it pumpkin flavored nope it's it's it, there's multi there's a whole a whole array of flavors you know sure like yeah. a look can you imagine rolling around a cotton candy lance hendrickson in your mouth mm-hmm. you know like oh i just tripped my tongue over one of his biceps you know his six pack is caught in my larynx. He crunch, you're crunching on Lance's sweet hard body, and, and you know, like the, the gooey ooze comes out. Gross as hoods. <laughs> like like you, I would, I think this is like a uh, foolproof, right? It's it's a, it's gonna be a seller. I would produce um, a pumpkin head costume for sure for Halloween. You know, the only costume that you need in this movie it would be a um, a mold of henrickson's face as ed hardy and this and then you can carry and, and you get his whole outfit you know his uh his denim and, and white shirt that he wears mm-hmm. and um you, and there's a foam dead son that you can carry around <laughs> the whole costume from this movie and uh we won't we won't make a pumpkin head the, the the monster but we'd make of course we'd make an ed Har- harley i'm sorry from from this movie it's like uh i work at the latex factory you won't believe what we spent the weekend doing. That's right. We just got the mold of the dead kid in from Pumpkinhead. We had to inject rubber into that thing all weekend. And Sally had to paint that little dead boy. In our defense, we did get to... We got a free Lance mask for our efforts. It's good. Fucking veiny-ass fuck. <laughs> He's amazing. I love him. All right, you're in the movie, man. You're part of the, the scenery of Pumpkinhead, and it's just astonishing. What shape does your performance take? Uh, I'm a high schooler. I make my way to the witch's cabin. I'm kind of terrified. I'm in the woods. It's dark, but I'm on a mission. I, I, I kick open the door. I don't kick open. I'm polite. Lance kind of kicks open. I think he slams the door open with his dead son. I don't knock, but I go in. The witch is sitting there in her rocker in front of the fire, and I slam down a piece of paper uh, on the table, and it's a Spanish test that I got. A, the kid got a, like my character got a C on, and I was like, I need some revenge. C plus. And the witch is like, you know, that's not such a bad grade. He's like, I need this. I need pumpkin head. I need, uh, is this enough? Is this, can I, she's like, I guess. I mean, so yeah, then pumpkin head, um, takes out my Spanish tutor. <laughs> By the um, way, in that town, C plus, you're the fucking valedictorian. That's what witch, witch is arguing with him. She's He's like, like She's like, are you That's actually pretty good? She's like, they're going to name the school after you tomorrow. What the fuck are you worried about? And he's like, I don't, this can't happen. This can't, this can't ruin my perfect bees. I got straight bees. This can't, this can't be happening. 
And she's like, even if I we do take your tutor out, it's not going to change your grade. And she's like, he's like, is that part of this? Maybe like, can you also magically re- turn that C into a? And she does the she does the bad thing, Nick. What? She puts a line on the C and it turns into a D. <laughs> I, th- I I thought it'd be she hits the wall and a, a an entire array of computers pops out and she hacks into the school's database. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't just a witch, dog. She says COBOL C witch. And then she <laughs> She's like, by the way, what's the name of your school, Pumpkinhead Elementary? Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm the coroner and I am, you know, bodies are starting to get delivered. And uh, I mm-hmm. you know, I start from the smallest to the largest. That's how I play. So I got that kid on the table and I'm cutting cut him around and you know, moving his body around and touching limbs and moving b- bodies and <laughs> what they do right and um i like i don't see a tire tread mark i am not this there's no way this kid got killed by a motorcycle i'm looking left i'm looking right there is not a bruise to be found i'm like ripping off dermis i'm looking under things bullshit i was like you know i'm i take out his heart and i look at it this kid was not killed by a motorcycle i'm sorry i'm I'm filing like a 20-page report about this and then i ease him over and i look on his backside right there on his bottom and i'm looking at it pretty good and I noticed a brown recluse spider attached to his ass. He fell mm. onto a, a brown recluse right before the bike hit him. Innocent. Innocent. The bikers were like pumpkin. It's waste of pumpkin heads time. Look, guys, there's been a gr- they greenlit a sequel to Pumpkinhead. You're in charge, man. My sequel is the same thing. I'm going to um, reveal the title, I think. I mean, it's going to be like a sneaky title. Okay. But, but I'll talk about the plot first. Pumpkinhead again raised from the dead. Right. Mm-hmm. To take vengeance on the unsuspecting, but the sinful. Right. All his blows miss the mark. The wayward blows like he keeps like he's 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 creeping up on a teen. He's about to get his long fingers or to, you know, around their neck. And then he accidentally just, you know, brushes their shoulder or something, you know, or or grabs dirt, you know, grabs hair by mistake instead of flesh. Like mm-hmm. he just keeps fucking up. My sequel is called Pumpkinhead Needs Glasses. So he has to go to the optometrist. The problem is he's a night-dwelling creature, right? Mm-hmm. And so he has to find a 24-hour optometrist to fit him with some very fucked-up-looking glasses because mm-hmm. his head is wide. And that's it. It's just the search for eyewear. <laughs> and it's just no death or anything. It's just to find the one late-night working optometrist that can, can you know, fit this ghoul with some, you know... <laughs> some you know working glasses and then you know maybe along the way he loses his taste for blood i'm that's what i'm thinking so uh mine is chef at a very posh new york manhattan restaurant always the most exotic foods and he has a rival who is kicking his ass in the ratings kicking his ass in the turnstiles and he wants revenge and he's uh he's like this guy has taken it one step too far i'm not gonna let him usurp my reign as the best chef in Manhattan with the most rare dishes of all time. He marks this guy with a big X, you know, on the streets of New York as they're walking past one another. Goes to the witch, does the deed, gets all that shit going. Pumpkin, it comes to town. He's like right outside the, the rival's restaurant, looking in the window to see the rival. Our guy chloroforms Pumpkinhead, serves him as the meal that night. Rarest dish of all time. <laughs> Cause, is this because he needs glasses? Didn't see it coming. <laughs> or pumpkinhead. Yeah, and of course, the, the, it's mounted table. I mean, 
<laughs> okay, so uh, look, you're on an island. You've been there all these many years, gathering debris from films. Today, it's your turn to take some from Pomp. What you bringing? Man, is there something to bring from here? I might take at the beginning of the movie the the vic the first victim is running through the wood, <laughs> terrified, and he he slaps a branch that's like rubber, and it just it just got so much movement to it. <laughs> when he when he slaps it out of the way, it just bounces back. It's very. I take the I take that branch that could slap back at me, or I could high five it, and would it would feel like a hand because I'm lonely on the island. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind high fiving a branch or every once in a while. <laughs> that branch just seems like a something you can do that with. Maybe teach it a secret handshake. Even I don't know. I didn't notice that thing. I got I got to rewatch the movie. You didn't notice the slapping branch? Yeah. yeah. He slapped it out of the way and it just bounces back. Like it's almost like it's a, it's almost like a character in the movie in a way. Nice. I feel I was afraid the pumpkin head was going to get it, <laughs> do something to that branch, but luckily. Whew. So I've got the witch in a very skimpy bikini on my Island. <laughs> Walking the perimeter, just hunting around, like just, you know, shambling around in the, in this, like the most revealing bikini you could imagine. You know, and every once in a while, you know, I'll throw her a, you know, like a, a request. It's like, look, you know, can maybe make, I saw a Nautilus that had washed up ashore over there. Can you uh, gumbo that bitch? You know, you gumbo that Nautilus for me, which throw that in your crock pot. I know you got a cauldron somewhere in a nook and cranny here. I, can you gumbo that little Nautilus? Right. She's like my, my first line of defense against intruders. What's more effective to you? A gun turret on the beach or a bikini-clad witch <laughs> frolicking in the surf. I mean, I mean, it's a question that answers itself, isn't it? Yeah. Answer uh, actress that played the witch, Florence Schaffler. Nice. Yeah, I wrote that down. I thought we'd give her a little credit. I, th- I think she does a pretty good job in this movie as a weirdo. Somebody comes to my island. I said, "Have you seen the Perimeter Witch?" Uh, not yet. Well, just sit sit still for a while. You'll see that the Perimeter Witch will will show up soon. Help me visualize it. What what color bikini? I'm going to say a floral pattern. I would like to think uh, we've done the old, uh, the conch uh, beads with their hair to sure. make it look in Bo Derek, you know? Why not have a little fun? Why not? Yeah. Why not a witch? Why not a witch pattern or a black cat pattern? Have a little fun, you know? That's true. Every once in a while, you know, really frisk it up. Give her like little water wings, little purple water wings. So she, sure. so she could dabble in the floats. Uh, you know, like scare off sharks with her witch body, you know, just, you know, just killing it like a witch on the surf. I hope she doesn't try to make my branch into a broomstick. You know what I'm saying? Like my slapping branch, my high fiving branch. So she'd probably look over to my island and start, you know, having designs on my branch. And I'd be like, Nick, I'll be like shouting you, Nick, Nick, keep your witch eyes, witch's eyes away from my island. Wait, Nick.
Just a couple tonight. Just a couple tonight. 